Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com golf. Fella. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome back to a fresh episode of Missing Curfew Updog, my man. Curfew calls Bella, Bella, edition. Bella. Ding, ding, ding. Ring, ring, ring. Curfew calls, man. The last one we did. Was I laughing? Uh, yeah. These are my favorite. I'll be honest. <laughs> well, it just you never know where they're going to go. I just love the fan interaction. The avenue is just endless. Yeah. Um, to the fans. Uh, we've kind of stopped doing them. Uh, we may continue to do them here and there on our podcast, but there's just so much content right now with the NHL season humming the way it's humming. Uh, we may still trickle some in, but keep the calls coming. Uh, our boy Maxi said he's got like 30, 35, 40 calls in the bank. Uh, we're going to continue to record these, me and you. Uh, they're going to come out throughout the whole offseason. The offseason is going to be Curfew Call City. Uh, it's going to be great content. Uh, the last one we recorded, I'll be... Fuck, I was dying. Yeah. <laughs> dying. <laughs> dying. So what do we got? We got a couple write-ins today. We got a couple call-ins. How big of beauties are these guys going to be? I can't wait. But Maxi, send us the first one here. Curfew calls. Love it. Fellas. This is uh, Thomas from New Hampshire. But originally a Buffalonian. I want a little bit of a rant here. Tage Thompson. Four goals, first period. Lead left that game five one five in the net, one assist. Buffalo Sabres, you sign them for seven years, fifty big ones. Seven years, fifty big ones. Yet you can't fucking buy a goddamn jersey shirt of his online. You can still fucking buy an Eichel shirt. But you can't buy a goddamn Tage Thompson 
almost point leader in the NHL fucking jersey shirt. Can we get a little bit of a rip on the Buffalo Sabres, please? Enjoy the day. Thank you very much. And just fuck bringing, Buffalo Sabres management. Just bring in Lupul for this. He was good at ripping the Buffalo Sabres, wasn't he? He loved ripping Buffalo, yeah. He got shit the one time on social media. It was great. So what? This guy's saying that if I go to the Buffalo Sabres website, right here. Okay, here we go. I go. I go to the shop. This is what he's saying, right? If I go to the shop, yep. I can't buy a fucking... I'm on it right now. I can't buy a Tage Thompson fucking t-shirt. Is that what he's saying? He said anything. Jersey. Let's see. All right. Let's check it out. Shop men's. I think this guy, maybe one of the Buffalo Sabres management, maybe thumped his old lady or something. <laughs> I just, there's T-shirts. Something Here we he's go. Just, you know, we get a Pat LaFontaine. There's a Tage Thompson fucking all-star shirt right here on I got page one, one here. Thomas. You Tage fucking Thompson, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Fanatics branded Royal Home Jersey breakaway jersey right here. Tage Thompson number seventy two. This is a t shirt, all star t shirt, but my price one seventy four. It's a little expensive. Now I'll I'll give him this. Only fits the big boys. It's a triple X, a four X, and a five XL. Five X. There's a five Xer here. There's nobody five only in Buffalo. Five. Okay. <laughs> hey, only the guys in Buffalo are getting a five XL. Five X. Yes. It's like a fucking poncho. <laughs> or a put it on the goddamn Buffalo. You could use that as a tarp for the fucking Bills field when you're done with it. I will say, Thomas, there is an Eichel jersey on here. Uh, reduced price. It went from $31.99. Now you get it for 9 bucks if you want. 9 bucks. 9 bucks. Eichel's, Eichel Buffalo jersey. Um, there's one here that says ship. You can put any name on it, so I'm sure you could put Tay Tops on that one. Um, but there's not a lot of numbers. It's all just Buffalo. There's another one you could put any name on there, so I'm sure Tay Thompson can go on that one. Maybe they're just going off the shelves. Like Fanatics, great company. Fanatics, great company. Is a great company. Um, now this website looks pretty, pretty good. Not as good as Missing Curfew website, but um, you know, maybe they're just selling a lot of these jerseys. Yeah, you know so what? Fucking bored up in Buffalo. They just need extra. You know, more, I would more say shirts to wear. Thomas is onto something here too because I, I'm on the website still. And there's a Brian Gianta number oh. twelve T-shirt you can get, uh, twenty seven ninety nine, and another Eichel one. For thirty six ninety nine, so they're still selling Ike's. They can't sell your shit, bro. They're still trying to get. <laughs> um, but hey, if they want us to rip Buffalo, we'll rip Buffalo. City oh. stinks. <laughs> yeah, it's not perfect. City stinks. Thomas, I, I hear like your Josh pay, Allen, buddy. I'm pretty sure you could track down a fucking page. Yeah, there's got to be a store. Thomas page right now. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm trying to give Buffalo some credit. I'll be honest with you. So I like sorry, Thomas. Play. I don't want to rip him too hard, but I will say uh, their website could use a little love here. Probably LaFontaine jersey, 118 bucks. You want to pay LaFontaine jersey? I think it's, it's it's not just their website, though. It's the fucking NHLshop.com. It is. It is. Right? You're it's right. on the NHL. Put it on the NHL. Gary Batman. Thanks for the call, Thomas. What do we got next, fella? Fellas, good morning. It's Mossy from uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, the best Great Lakes area state. Uh, anyway. You guys always talk about uh, teaching the young guys how to be a veteran, how to be a pro. And uh, I think it's an opportunity for you to give us all some advice. So here's the scenario. you Your old lady wakes you up in the morning, or I'm sorry, wakes you up in the middle of the night, wants to have a few shifts. So you keep, you, know, you don't even have time to turn <laughs> the lights on. So you, you go at her, give it some good effort. Now it's done. A little post-game. <laughs> Do you go out to the truck and get your favorite tin and cap off the night? 
and risk waking up now that you've gone outside and not being able to get back to sleep and being hurt in the morning? Or do you just do you just skip the post-game lipper and roll right back into those warm covers? I've been in this conundrum myself and need uh, need some advice from the veteran, uh, the veteran squad. So keep it up, fellas. I feel like I'm in the locker room every time I drive to work. So, uh, but boys, you got to get over. You got to get over just to the to the Great Lakes area. So, see ya, beauty, bossy. Beauty. Thanks for that compliment. Locker room feel. That's what we're going for here, Mr. Curfew. That, that makes me feel good. I appreciate that compliment. Ann Arbor, didn't you have a rookie party there? I did. I ran at a college bar. It was hilarious. Oh, I had was, a rookie party in Boulder, too. It was uh, It was a great little area. Great little area great campus. Yeah. Cool. Cool little town. Is it cool? Jim Abbott fucking built that town. Jim Abbott. Flint, built Michigan. Went to Michigan. You're right. Right? Flint. But anyway, good town. Listen. Is Chew that good? Is 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 going in for a lipper like listen, that? Yeah, the candidates. If I left the candidates in the truck and I, I wanted to go out and get one, listen, you know, candidates are one thing. I probably I got candidates all over my house. You come over, just grab a lip boomer. They're fucking everywhere. But after you're done, you just want to roll over, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so what he's saying is, it's it's like having a smoke after you bang, right? Like a lot yeah. of people like the fuck, you know, you know, you bang yeah. a girl where she's sitting there having dirt. You're like, ah, oh, gave her a good run. <laughs> hey, you're like, ah, boy, oh, it's good like job is, there. Yeah. Is that cigarette just as now good it's as e-cigarettes, right? Yeah. You got girls smoking e-cigs oh, after true. you, yeah, right? Like smoking an e-cig in your bed. But this guy's just fuck our boy. He's just a beauty. Mossy. He wants a tin. He and wants a tin. Listen, I would say this uh, shortcut. You know, I dated a girl that hated chew, so you would have to. You know, Sneak he, out so there. what he's saying is if his old lady ever found out that he would have sex with her and then dare go throw a lipper in, I'm sure she hates you. I'm sure she's all over him to quit you. I'm sure she just drives him fucking crazy about you, right? Like from my personal experience, listen, Mossy, you throw a tin in the spare room, in the spare room, in the closet where your wife will never fucking check or whatever it is. You that way you, you pretend like you're going to go take a piss, go in there, throw the lipper in. Enjoy it for a little bit. Get back. But you can't risk going out to the car, opening the door, making noise. Yeah, nah, tough. you can't risk going outside. But you might think you're going to jerk off in the spare room if you're sneaking in there all the time, right? <laughs> what is she? I she's like, he what's just, he doing in that He back just banged his wife, so I'm assuming he got one off. Yeah, well, hopefully. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, not at all. Listen, I, I'm just assuming that he got one off, but maybe that's something Sometimes to worry about. Sometimes you don't, though, and you're like. Yeah, no, it's true. Know, Got to get in the back room here now. That's <laughs> <laughs> speaking like a guy. That's why I've done that a few times. But uh, my advice to Mossy would be: got to keep a tin somewhere in your house. A bathroom is risky because, right? You can't do bathroom. I mean, you're married. Your wife you probably looks through. Like, I'm not even like trying. Like, you just oh shit! I went in your drawer, seized the tin. Mossy's in the doghouse. Now yeah, he's, like now he, he is he the, the, now the mouthwash he is in the back, and yeah. Now he is in the back room jerking off for a week because his old lady won't fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Right, so now he is. So Mossy's saying he wants to he wants to have the sex with his beautiful wife and enjoy the tin. I see what he's saying. It's I think honesty is the best best. Oh, no, girls hate you. They do. Eh? They hate it. They hate it almost as much as they hate people cheating on them. I think it's close. <laughs> it's close. I don't know what they well, hate more. I don't know what they hate well, more. They got to pick guys one. that chew or guys that cheat on the road. It's close. One. Yeah, they're going to pick one. No, girls, listen. As a chewer, seriously, they hate it. It's yeah, gross. I was never a chewer. So I never had that. It's problem. the only fucking only advice you haven't had, fellow. <laughs> but so I see what you're saying, Mossy, and you got to be careful. My recommendation is a. We'll go to www.cam.cbd.com. Start getting on the lip boomers, fella. Because seriously, as a chewer, once you quit 
and you say to your wife, listen, baby, it's palmies. It's fucking, it tastes like iced tea. Throw one in yourself. Yeah. Then you can have sex. Put your can of dip on the nightstand. You didn't Fuck put you it in while you're doing it. There you go. There you Throw go. Throw a lip boomer in while you're going to town. Yeah. Case Take- closed. But if you want to scroll long cut mint <laughs> stuff in the spare bedroom or maybe. Your stinky butthole won't, <laughs> <laughs> won't taste so bad if you got a nice palmy in there. <laughs> Bossy, get on the lip boomers. Get off the chew. Your wife will appreciate it. What do we got next, Max? Uh, I, I'll read this one to you guys uh, from uh, Quinty Big Fella. Uh, what was the most nationally thing you guys bought after signing your first big ticket or the stupidest? Uh, RIP Jimmy. Okay. Great question. I, listen, I didn't get a big ticket. I made the NHL. I was making five seventy five. The league minimum now I believe is 700. So I was making five seventy five. I said, once I made the NHL, I remember back lab possible. When I went to my first ever NHL training camp, I went in the, you know, veterans room to grab something. I, I must've got lost. And I saw that he had a Breitling Bentley watch. Big fucking shiny thing. I thought it was the coolest looking thing I've ever seen. Made the team, went out to the store, paid full retail price, $10,000 for a Breitling Bentley. Uh, couldn't tell my mom how much it was. I did the same fucking thing. Bought except a, mine had so diamonds. So I'll get your sick watch. A sick Breitling Bentley watch. Oh, mine had diamonds. Oh, <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Um, I bought a sea do. I used to drive. That's fun. Kenny Powers. I used to tow the Sea-Doo. I used to tow the Sea-Doo around my Denali, and I used to drive it in the river in fucking Edmonton, Alberta. (laughs) (laughs) It was as fucking ghetto as you could possibly do it, but it was a sick Sea-Doo. Bought off my dad's buddy, (laughs) and I drove this thing. I trailered it behind my... Fuck, one time I even... One time I even brought out to Sylvan Lake to Lupul's cabin, and I... Parked it. Uh, I kept it on the water the one night, yeah. and the waves started coming in, and it just shredded the whole front end. Yeah. Like when I went out in the morning, the thing was almost sunk, and I'm like, ah, fuck, just take it. I just, I think I untied it and let it just go out in the middle of the water. I was like, fuck it. You gotta tie her off on the front. You gotta tie it off. I had her by the front end and the rear, tied it up, and it just started crushing into the shore. It was ah, I didn't know like the the tide would kind of you know change and then. The fucking waves and it was ah uh, waking up hung cheese when you're 21. So the, the house in the front end of your sea dude just gone. There was some rocking going on in the house and in the dock that night. Eh? Was. <laughs> <laughs> in the house come a rocking. Don't I'll t- stop. I tell you what, there was a lot of things going through Upshaw's head that night up in that cottage. But was my jet ski tied up? <laughs> was not one. He was not thinking. Well, I hope my jet ski doesn't get dinged up. I'll tell you that right now, boys. But. Uh, yeah, Brightly uh, Jet Ski, that's a good purchase. I mean, you're a water guy. <laughs> yeah, it's a good purchase if you have a dog. What's a Jet Ski cost you back then? Like, what, what did you have to pay? I think I paid like, I don't know, it was probably like 50 eight? Canadian? No, it was probably like 8 to 10 or maybe 12. That's 10. it? Yeah, it was, it oh, was, not bad. Expensive. It was used. Yeah, it was used. used. Came with the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> that's a nice throw in. Came with the trailer what and a co- little tarp. What color was your Denali? Because uh, Denali was what I actually wanted to buy. When I signed, I just didn't sign for enough, so I had to get a Jeep Cherokee. But did you get? Did you have a white Denali or black? I bought a 2002 white DMC Denali. It's nice with the with the beige leather. Put the TVs in it and yeah, subs. Yeah, that's NHL. Came back from a road trip in Milwaukee. Wheels gone. <laughs> <laughs> TVs gone. Seats ripped up. Just full gear. Like, Fuck! I just want to go home. I've been on the bus for eight hours. No, this is funny actually. So we played the game. We're in maybe Cincy, <clears throat> and Claude Noel, my coach, calls me up after the game. I go to the front of the bus. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm traded. 
<laughs> and uh, so I get to the front of the bus and he's like, I got some news. I'm like, okay, shit. He's like, uh, I got a call this afternoon. I'm like, holy fuck. What's going on? <laughs> I got a call this afternoon from the cops in Milwaukee. Someone broke into your truck. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> that's it. Oh, fuck. Okay. Thank God. Did they take it? Yeah. No. All right. Um, no, but they took the wheels and it's like, on stilts and they took all your subs and your, your TVs and your car. We used to play at this Wilson Park. It was a practice rink. We used to have yeah. to get dressed at the Bradley Center, take fucking our cars, driving our cars with our gear on. You know, it was yeah, this typical Bush League jungle. jungle. And we get out to this Wilson Park and that was where we would leave. For road trips from and sure as shit someone you know milwaukee's playing on the road the next two days let's go see what kind of cars they got they checked the sketch and they took the wheels and they took everything and ripped it all up it was never the same after that felt like it got violated yeah i think that's definitely violated so when, it, when, when people say it's on stilts like well, what does that mean blocks. Like it's, it's literally They're on blocks, blocks. <laughs> cinder blocks so cinder you come blocks. back and they take your wheels and they put your car on on blocks they, they, well they put the block underneath it they have Block hey. underneath it, rip the tire off, just leave the center. So block. you keep back and your car was just on sitting, <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> Fucking done. Not a wheel in sight. Oh my God. How'd you get home? You jumped I in. I told I jumped in with like Tony Herkis yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Give me a ride home, bud. Well, Please. you know you're a first rounder driving a nice car when it gets like you probably had the nicest truck, right? Like who else was who else? <laughs> I definitely had a better vehicle than, boys, than some yeah. of the boys. Boys, you don't know how tired you are when you get so Cincy to Milwaukee. I guess you already knew though coming in that it was on. It was you weren't surprised when you got there. No, Claude told me, and he's like, "I wouldn't tell you before the game. I didn't want you to be rattled." But so you knew you were coming. I was coming into the thing. The just, only thing that could have been worse is doing like what's that? Eight hours to get off the fucking iron long, and you look at your fucking car. <laughs> you're like, oh fuck. <laughs> Taxi! Taxi. Oh, man. Hey, someone give me a ride. They're like, no, you're on the opposite way. To Fuck you. Come on, my car's on stilts. So then you had to get a tow truck to take it. How does a tow truck take it? You got to put on a flatbed. They, huh? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I, I was done. I, I actually wish they took the whole thing. By that, you're like, just take the whole car. Yeah, right? yeah. Figure, a way, point, to, take figure the way to start it up and just take it. I claim it on insurance. Now I got to fix the stupid thing, and it's just. <laughs> Uh, so same thing not not that's a great fucking story so i'm in vancouver and i'm going for dinner at the italian kitchen i don't know if you ever had dinner there it's like off of granville but anyways and i parked in the underground park and i had my escalate truck at the time and me and i come out and i'm walking back down the underground park and i'm looking at my back driver's side window and i'm like fuck did i leave that window down no fucking smashed it all out and i had fuck all in there i had oh, maybe yeah. a tin a couple tins of skull mint thanks for our boy mossy but i had to fucking the next day, take it in. Like, Paperwork. you should never fuck with a man's vehicle, I guess is what I'm No, doing. I know. I'd rather you fuck my wife than fuck <laughs> yeah, my totally. car. <laughs> I agree. It's violation and it's fine. I mean, it's such a headache that you have to get, like, you're like, don't uh, fuck with my take car. Take the whole thing. Yeah. Right? I don't even want to see it again if it's gone. <laughs> so, what'd you do? Fix it all up and, and drove it? Took me, it took months to fix the. Yeah, to fix, they, they, they ripped the subs out and ripped the seats. Like when they were ripping Jesus. the. You know, they had, the, I had the two tens with the built in box and the TVs and the headrest, and they ripped the thing <laughs> off the roof. So, I had the TV rest and I had a. 20 inch it came, <laughs> came down from the ceiling. How much did you jerk off in this car? Was, I don't know. It's quite a bit. <laughs> was this a pimp my ride with the exhibit? This well, was in 2002. <laughs> I did it all aftermarket. Like it was like, you know, the thing that you did if you had a little extra cash. Yeah, did it have so, a fish tank and a hot tub in it too? No, but I had a fish tank in my place in Milwaukee. I, I had a sick fish tank we too. Had a fish, I had a lobster in there. We had Larry, two, Larry we had, the lobster. We had two piranhas, BM Joel Step, two piranhas. Yeah. 
Came back one road trip. Those fuckers <laughs> lived in it. Those fuckers were tits up. I had a blue lobster that lived in my tank. He was sick. Yeah. Um, we had fun. two piranhas that didn't make. It came back one road trip. They were tits up. Literally. Done, yeah. Too I'm much like, JMO. I came out like I like fed the fish. I'm like, I'm like, hey, barrel. Fuck. I think the boys are done here. He's like, oh, just give the give the give it a little rattle. I'm like, no, they're tits up. Buddy. This yeah. might be getting a little too deep, but does do those lobsters come from Lake Michigan or like, did you guys have no, these it things was a little, out? It was from... a little lobster that I uh, bought at the fish store. Okay. You put him in with the fish. He was at the bottom. <laughs> he didn't really do much. What'd you call him? Larry, Larry the, lob- the lobster. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. He was sick. He used to shed too. He'd shed his shell. He used to shed his shell and he'd fucking be hanging in there. A new shell. So what, what was in there with him? A couple other fishes. And yeah. Have- I had some exotics in there. <laughs> like what's an exotic. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But they were fucking colorful and fun. <laughs> the guy at the fish oh store said God, they were exotic. Fish. Yeah, like nice <laughs> yeah, looking yeah, fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking big tank too. I, that, that was a waste of money. <laughs> that thing Us was too. fucking. We thought we'd buy two piranhas and we thought we'd like fight each other, right? We'd put yeah. them in there and there's nothing. And then we would go to feed them and be like, like we'd get baked. And be like, all right, let's feed the piranhas. <laughs> yeah. And like we put the goldfish in and we'd wait there. Nothing, right? Go play a video game. 20 minutes later, look over. Fucking goldfish gone. Gone. Would yeah. never eat in front of us. So then I think we stopped feeding it. Like, he couldn't handle the pressure. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, like that movie road trip when he's trying to feed the fucking snake. Yeah. Come on, Come Jake. on, Mitch. Come on, Mitch. Come on, Mitch. Mitch. Come on, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Larry the Lobster. Yeah. Up dogs Denali. Who, what question was that? What a great question. Was, yeah. What stupid shit did you buy in yeah, national? Lots. Stumped. Lots. And lots of lap dances. You could throw lap dances on there too for stupid shit. Not enough. Going. Fuck. What do we got, Maxie? All right, here's one from uh, Dan Anas. I think it's Anas, A-N-A-S. Anasi. Mid-season slumps and Scottsdale uh, slackings. Mid-season is among us, and clubs are beginning to feel the wear and tear uh, factor from the first first 41. My question to you boys is, did you have a go-to process method of staving off the mid-season blues? Maybe eagerly awaiting a game against the Yotes to give your give your go to Scottsdale Shalukia. Shalaka. Uh, t- <laughs> it's called Shalaka. Ask your ask your rusty uh, rusty Ruski, boys what the, Ruskies, Ruskies, the Russians, that means. Yeah. A, uh, a late it's night. Okay, you're butchering yeah, this. Yeah, totally butchering <laughs> this. Here, I'm done. You take over. I'm, I'm no, you're almost, you're almost done. You're uh, almost done. A, a late night call up for a shellacking of a lifetime, or maybe a solid round at a local track. What's your mid-season distressor slash rejuvenator? Hopefully the boys, hopefully catch you boys down at the pen. Cheers, Dano. So, Uppy, what, what's, is that a bar? A shellacking. No, no, that's no, no, a, no, a shellacking, yeah. No, but what about this one here? Go to Scottsdale's. I go to Scottsdale shellacka. Shellacka. Like what the fuck is that? It's like a, he, says, like a, he says shellacking down here, but shellacka, what is that? Like, ask go your to rescue Scottsdale shellacka. <laughs> it's a Rus- Rus- Russian. He said, Shalaka. "Ask the Rusky boys what that means." Is a Russian bar in Scottsdale called that? You wouldn't know, would you? Oh, I bet you it's a Russian like, yeah, yeah, whorehouse, yeah, yeah. Russian <laughs> bath. Yeah, yeah, that's what that. <laughs> that's exactly what that is. But are they in Scottsdale? Is that what this guy's talking about? I don't know what or this beauty something saying. to get you out of your midseason blues. Yeah, which is, is like a you know, it's a slump buster. <laughs> I had plenty of slump busters. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of slump busters. Whether you were going good or not, you had one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you you look at the schedule, you know it. You talk about it with the teammates. You say you line up the dinners, and you know that it's either going to be a rock and roll and 
Thursday night with nothing to do Friday. Yeah. And Scott's still shellacking. I don't know. He goes, fuck, I'd rather go. I don't know about these Russian bathhouses. Yeah, I might have to look there, into these, actually. There was a lot of places downtown Old Town you could just go to and get your fix. Yeah. Saluka is a Russian whore. That's a, it is? Did yeah. you just Google that? Yeah. It's a Russian whore. Okay. So these are, you know. I don't know. What is this? Scottsdale? There's <laughs> a lot of Russians in Scottsdale. Sounds like Backpage or something. He's not Googling Russian. Hey, Dano, you sick bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I would mean. say, like, the, what we just went past the All-Star game, right? It was in February. We're recording this at the end of February. The, the All-Star break was huge for me. But when you, like, after you got past New Year's and into January, I'm like, I'm ready for All-Star break. Like, I was just ready for it. Because Christmas isn't long enough. And you're just like, fuck, I needed three or four days to, to get going. And yeah, then now. It even depends where you're playing. Though. I'm sorry to cut playing. you off. But oh. like if you're playing in Canada, you look towards, you're also breaking everything. But and also any trip down south where it's oh, not like, minus 40, you're like, fucking A. Big time. Like when I played in Vancouver, we, when we went down to play Phoenix, Scottsdale, circled ready to rock. Like those trips are huge for you too. Just to get down there, you know, although I love Van, but get out of the rain, Scottsdale, Florida, L.A., I mean, Daniel, depending on the schedule, that's what it came down to. But Wherever, the All-Star break was huge. Yeah, yeah any huge. green light. Any huge. green light, brother. Um, Daniel, thanks for the, thanks for the uh, curfew call. I mean, we might have to text this guy and see what he's talking about in Scottsdale. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was just there for the waste management. But uh, Max, what do we got, fella? We got a couple of calls here uh, looking for some stories about coaches. What's up, boys? It's Mark. Big fan of the pod. I'm a Southern Cal guy by way of actually Boston College. I was a freshman, I think, when Mackell was a senior. It's fun to hear all the guys you talk about. I was friends with the younger guys on the team who, for sure, you guys played against in the league, some of them. Uh, I don't know if you played with any of the BC guys that I was friends with. But anyway, uh, long story short, I'm a tennis coach. As you know, sometimes coaches, we break curfew as well. <laughs> I have a lot of memorable nights on tour, but one in particular I'm thinking about a few years ago in Charleston, this is part of the clay tournament, the clay lead up to the French Open. Long night, I had dinner with a friend, a friend who I'd been trying to go out to dinner with for quite a while. You guys know how that goes. Dinner, a few drinks, some wine. I walked her back to her hotel. By the time I got back to where I was staying, which was the parents' house of the player that I coach, who they live near the venue, I was told, you know, I told them I was going to go out to dinner, blah, blah, blah. They're okay, we'll leave the front door open. Boys, I got home, the front door was locked. You know how that goes. This is 1.30 in the morning. And I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot wake the people up who live here. You know, it's her parents' house. I was thinking about walking to the nearest hotel. I look online. There's no rooms open. I check on Instagram real fast. The player I coach, it says she was active 10 minutes ago. Boys, I sent that text. She came downstairs, opened the front door, didn't even look at my face. The next day, boys, I was in one. I want to know. Did you ever catch your coaches breaking curfew? And did you see them at practice the next day where they look terrible? Love the podcast, boy. So wait a second. So he was the coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was. So he went out for dinner with a girl. Yeah. Went home. Yeah. Played the winter. Or couldn't get in. I, I lost. I lost the train of thought there. Went but to the girl's house. They both couldn't get in. No, 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 no. He did the like. He went to some girl's house with her after dinner. Did it. Went to the house he was staying at, which was the parents' house of one of his. Tennis players. Ah. Tough bounce. Tough bounce. Leave the cure to the mat. Kind of a, (laughs) kind of a, you know, I get the story, but, um, you know, 
As far as I think you can handle worse situations. Like, <laughs> sounded like you actually made it home. That's yeah, one. That would suck. Two though. would be like staying up all night and like, you know, then trying to make it a practice. Like I've seen, yeah. I've seen worse. Well, I've locked, I mean, I used to lock myself at a loophole's place on 600 and a hook. And I, you know, I'd have to, you get the ladder from you know, the ground. I got a great uh, I mean, fuck. I I, I, getting locked out sucks, especially when you're coming home and you're drunk or you're tired. Like, you don't, so, that feeling of when you're like, oh my God. So I locked. have this great story. I'm in Kelowna and this is one of my first years I ever moved there. I lived with Fiddler for, you know, I was probably, tw I was probably in 21, 20 years old. And I went in for like three weeks, work out with Fids and I hadn't yet bought a house there. And so I'm staying with him and Chrissy. They had no kids yet. They had a cool little house up on top of a fucking mountain. So I'm, <laughs> I'm out one night with this girl and we go to these parties and then I go similar to this guy, our boy Dano, right? Yeah. Mark, I walk, I Mark. walk her home. Oh, is that Mark? Okay. Yeah. That was Mark. I walk her home and I'm like, okay, now I got to get a cab. This is in 2003. I'm no like, Ubers back no then, fucking fella. Ubers. No nothing. This is now it's three in the morning. I'm, I'm completely shit faced. So I'm like, I got to steal a bike. So I'm now in this neighborhood and I'm looking around and I'm looking in backyards and I find a bike and I, on my cell phone at the time, I write down the address, but I take this bike and there's fucking front tires flat, of course. <laughs> and I ride this thing fucking four miles up the fucking mountain to Fids's house. Oh, you're going up. I went all the way oh, up shit. from the, from the lake all the way up. Anyone oh, living no. in Kelowna knows what I'm talking about from mission all the way up to where upper mission is. And I get up there and the sun's coming out and it's fucking, it's 5.30 in the morning. Oh. And I get up to the house and I'm locked out. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I got this bike here with the flat tire. <laughs> I'm in full on clothes. I'm looking around and I, I can't fucking get in. So I literally just lay on the front doorstep. <laughs> I lay on the front doorstep and it's hot. I just remember the sun like beating down on me, but I was just like, oh God, help me. And I lay on the front doorstep and in the morning, Fids and Chrissy wake up and it was Fids that originally came out and seen me, but I'm like, just passed out right on the doorstep. And they're like, look at this kid. Right. So it happened again where they locked me out weeks later. And I was like, okay, now I'm getting in. So I sneak through one of the, I've they locked you out jimmy, again. jimmy in a window. Yes. I jimmy a window and I come in. I think I like, jimmy I, I think I played this so, so like perfectly. And the morning, like Fids wakes up and of course comes in my room. He's like, what time did you get home? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I came in. Fuck if I know what time. And he's like, he came through the office window, right? I'm like, no. He's like, yeah, you did. I'm like, how do you know? He's like, because there's fucking dirt everywhere. I guess I thought I played it all smooth. And there was mud all over the desk. And there was just, you know, and I'm like, well, fucking stop locking me out. Yeah, he's I like, buddy, you can't come home every night at three in the morning. I'm like. You're like, yeah, yeah I can. Well, I'm like, I don't know. There's some of these nights just get away from me. Yeah. You know? How old are you at the time of this? 20. Yeah. He's got to expect you. And he offered you to live in his house? Yeah. Yeah. Paid, I, this know, is buying on dinner, Buying dinners and cooking. Yeah. Bro. So this is, reminds me of my second year. After my first year pro, uh, Craig Foster, I played junior with. His brother, Curtis Foster. Remember Curtis Foster? Yeah, yeah. Big boy. So Fozzie, me and Craig wanted to live together. Curtis Foster's like, hey, I'm living with my girlfriend, um, but I have a house in Peterborough. It will be me and you can split if you want to. I said, listen, fella, I got no problem splitting a house with you. I'm down. But are you sure you want me and Fozzie living upstairs? With you and your girlfriend downstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. I'm like, all right, fella, if you say so. <laughs> By about August 1st, she just fucking one night, she lost her fucking mind. Like, Fuck, you guys are fucking animals. Fucking, I'm like, the next day she moved out. I'm like, Fozzie, I tried to warn your buddy. Like, 
every night we were coming home just and it was just <laughs> on loud music like the poor girl thinking back but like i go fozzy he's like can you slow down the party and i'm like i, I it's, half, it's half my house yeah. you know like i'm sorry i, I kind of warned you heading yeah, in here i, I would have took the basement yeah like yeah. i should have probably taken the basement yeah then they <laughs> said he doesn't hear the headboard it was rocking yeah i mean it was it was a great shout out to John House. What a summer! House, he was there. <laughs> what a summer! summer. <laughs> I went out every fucking night. How I got shape, unbelievable. But uh, point being, if 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 you're giving your house up to a young twenty year old or splitting it with a young twenty one year old, you gotta expect, yeah, that we're coming home. We're playing pro hockey. I was coming. I mean, it was every summer times. Yeah, it summer. was, buddy. It was literally. It would go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> we would be out every. Then the next week, I'm like, let's take Wednesday off. No, we got to go to the junction. Out we go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And we'd yeah. get up, work out, get our skates in. Poor girl. Ruined her summer. She's probably still hating. Sorry, Fozzie. <laughs> yeah. Did they ever work it out? Or? They're married with kids. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, she moved out. She's from Peterborough. She moved back in with her parents about August 1st. Yeah. Yeah. Like Chrissy, like she she just understood who I was, right? She just, yeah. she'd have to shake her head, but she loved me. And, you know, I'd, I'd be like, I don't know what to tell you, Chrissy. Like, you shouldn't have locked me out. I would have just came right in the front door. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe I, I lost the keys, actually. Yeah. I probably lost the keys, to be honest. And I think that sounds more like the fucking yeah. truth. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, boys, does that not sound more accurate? Than maybe the I just misplaced the keys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I had a vote. I would say that. I, I, I don't remember Fozzie's, uh, she's his wife. She's, I think she tried to talk to us like a month in. Like, hey, guys, you know, and I go upstairs to Fozzie. I'm like, fuck that. We're going out again tonight. Like, there was no way I was slowing down. It was a new sit, new town. It was on. But anyways. And what town was this again? Peterborough, oh, Ontario. Peterborough. Yeah. What a summer. <laughs> Peterborough. Like, yeah, what a summer. Maxie, what do we got next? Thanks for the call, fella. Fellas. First time caller, long time listener. Big fella, Obi and the Updog. How we doing? Nothing like a missing curfew to get you through that corporate mucking grind. Am I right? Fuck. Got my cousin B Money to start listening in after a few beers during the holidays. Hope he's listening to this one. He's a big Rangers fan. Wondering if you have any stories about torts and his antics that you haven't told or any other angry coaching stories or experiences from your time in the National League, fellas. Love the pod. Thanks, boys. Keep it crispy rice, spicy tuna this new year. <laughs> Peace. Guys on, guys on it. Great call. <laughs> Tort stories. I've told them all, haven't I? Have yeah, I told I the story? So you're you're I think pretty I've, well. You're yeah. an advocate of torts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I tell you a I story? I should have you as assistant coach. Did right? I tell you when he took Dan Boyle, all Dan Boyle's pictures down? Did I tell you that? <laughs> Where in Tampa? <laughs> yeah, I took them all down. What, when he got traded to San Jose? No, so this is what happened. I don't know if I told the story or not, but I'll tell it for, what, what was the caller's name, Max? That was Ross, uh, Crispy Rice Roscoe from Minnesota. Crispy Rice. So, you know what? I actually, I, 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 this could be wrong, but maybe it happened. No, it happened at home. So we played at home. Uh, Dan Boyle, I'm assuming he's having a dressing room up, but you know how you put your skates up on the locker, on mm -hmm. the stall? Boiler's like doing an interview. He goes to put his skates up, lets the skate go. Long story short, skate comes down, cuts his tendon. Gross this oh, thing. Yeah. He goes yeah, running yeah, in. Yeah, I remember this, yeah. So Boiler's out, supposed to be out four to six weeks or months. Like, anyways, comes back super early. Torts tells him, we're going in to play at MSG. Torts tells him, hey, you're only going to play power play. Boiler said, are you sure? Like, I don't want to come back and hurry. He's like, you're only going to play power play. Comes back, Torts plays him with 30 minutes a night. Rehurts the tendon. Next day, comes to practice, Boiler can't skate. Torts loses his mind. Coming the next day for the game, they had won a Stanley Cup together in Tampa. 
So there was about six pitchers of Boiler in the dressing room with fucking the Stanley Cup. Torts had all the trainers take him out. So we come in the dressing room. Boiler's like, where's my pitcher? Next room, where's my pitcher? Guys, like, Torts told us to take the pitchers out. The trainer's like, sorry, Boiler, it wasn't anything I had to do. Boiler marched into his office and had the biggest fuck you match I've ever heard with John Tortorella. Just fucking told it to him. Fuck you, Torts. We want a fucking Stanley Cup together. I come in here to my fucking pitchers down. Torts going back at him. You can play through this, you fucking pussy. And we're just like all at the, at the, at the. Wow. Yeah. Wow, it's so intense. that's how crazy Torch is. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Ah, fuck Boiler. I'm taking his pictures down. Did he take down all the photos or just the ones that He took that down every picture that Boiler had with the Stanley Cup in the dressing room. There was like six of them. Wow. Yeah, so you, you know when you walk in the Florida Panthers? You don't Panthers? do that to your Max, guy. Max, you know when we walked in the Florida Panthers room in those hallways there was yeah, pictures of yeah, players? Yeah, yeah. Picture fucking three of them missing <laughs> and Boiler being like, where the fuck is my picture? Yeah, yeah, that's brutal. It was great. So uh, I love Torch though. Uh, but he did stuff like that that pissed him off. But thank you for the call, fella. Uh, lost our jersey here, Binger. We lost our jersey here. We've got a uh, call here for the updog. Good updog story. Yes, love it, fellas. It's happening. It's Greg from Mountain Saskatchewan. So I got a funny story. Went down a number of years ago. So my older cousin, bunch of her friends, bunch of small town Sas girls, they were heading out to the big city for a weekend of partying. <clears throat> so I asked her when she got back. I was like, "Oh, how's your trip?" Oh, blah, 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 had a really good time, partied, you know, whatever. She had this one story, I guess they were out at the bar, and some dude was trying to get her attention, just throwing ice cubes at her. <laughs> she thought it was pretty fucked up. I thought it was hilarious. But So I asked her, I was like, oh, did it work? Like, you end up talking to the guy? And she said, no, I didn't talk to him. I guess he was some hotshot NHL player. And his name was Scotty Upshaw. <laughs> <laughs> I died laughing when I heard that. I already heard that you're a big beauty. I thought it was pretty par for the course but i was just wondering uh what are your guys what are some of your go-to uh pickup moves at the bar obviously uh the average fella i'm not a national league or anything i can't just go around just chucking ice cubes at rods <laughs> at the bar or anything, it obviously didn't I work that was awesome uh yeah what are your moves boys i don't want to expose anybody but what do you got you know something for the third line grinders out there in the world anyways thanks boys love the pod rest in peace jimmy scoops Obes, looking sharp. That town's coming in nice, fella. Anyways, <laughs> boys, we'll see you later. Great call. Yeah, yeah, that was a good call. I'm going to say the ice cubes did work, and she did fuck you. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> she just probably changed the story for a friend, right? <laughs> She's like, yeah, this is got the upshell through ice. Did it work? Of course it didn't work. Yeah, right. I'm sure you were just probably trying to get her attention. Then you went over, and I don't know if I, I don't think you were whizzing ice out of no. Hey, heads <laughs> up. <laughs> Hey, take your fucking eye out. Hey, David, come over here. Let me buy a cocktail. Let me put some ice on that. Literally, with that black eye you got. Like, well, you were probably like, hey, baby. All right, right? Like, hey, honey, you want a drink? I mean, hey, God, I mean, if, I don't know. Maybe if Did maybe. You ever, was ice your move? Was ice your go to move? I shook the foundation hopefully of the table it, here. Hopefully it was the crushed ice, not a big, you know, big scoop, a big I mean, rock. I, I, I've known you a long time. I mean, I met you when you were probably 25. I've never seen you ever throw ice at anyone. Throw ice, yeah. No. You're probably flicking water, I'm assuming. Huh? You're probably flicking water. No, not even that. I don't think that would work either. You know, if your goal was to try to pick up a chick, I, that was that would never be the, let's flick some water at <laughs> hey, her. Hey, let's fire some ice at her see yeah. if that gets her attention. Um, no, but I think anything to do a little, like... You know, if you're trying to, you and your boys are going out, you know, trying to pick up a girl at the bar. Yeah. Usually you want to initiate some sort of, you know, funny or controversial topic that kind of gets, you know. An icebreaker, huh? Your, yeah, icebreaker. <laughs> your personality. No intended, eh? You know, your personality across. Whether Listen, it's. 
You're being a little modest because you're whatever. You're huh? getting longer in your years, and, and I've noticed this about you. I'll, I'll take the reins for you. No one's better <laughs> at setting the tone than the updog. No one was better in the world at setting the tone than the updog. He comes in, sets the tone, breaks the ice, literally gets the crowd <laughs> feeling great. As you move on in your career, one thing you realize is real estate. You're, you you got to have good real estate, right? Yeah. We were lucky enough in the NHL that we could afford the real estate. Like, you're not paying for the table. You're not paying for the booze. You're paying for that little fucking flow zone of where you could keep it coming. Yeah. And then to me, when we were in our That's prime right. ups, what, what we were great at is dancing. I'll say it. You know, you might not look at me now, but being fucking, we could dance. And when you start dancing <laughs> and true. you get the energy going and the girls are dancing next to, you know, <laughs> fucking up dog shirts off. <laughs> Party's on, man. <laughs> and the fucking party's on. And now maybe we are so nice. Now maybe we are so fucking nice. <laughs> but that's well, to me. Fuck, well said. Okay, now it's all coming back. Uh. To me, to answer your question, fella, it's all about the fucking dance moves. Set the yeah, tone. Yeah, of you dance gotta moves. be able to move for sure. And for me, I was never the greatest at breaking the ice. But when you're playing the NHL, you walk in. They already yeah. know. That's why we block yeah. shots and fight guys and fucking take hits. But to me, dancing, setting the stage, making everyone feel comfortable dancing, 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 and it's on. Yeah, and just dust off your credit card. And dust off your credit card. <laughs> and dust off your credit card. But dancing, right? remember the dance parties we used to have? Totally. We had great dance parties. Yeah, I know. I was dancing this weekend. Who wants to talk to anyone? You're out getting fucked up. You want to dance. Like, start yeah. dancing. I got nothing to say. Let's see what you got. All right, let's see what you got there, man. What do you got? What do you got there? <laughs> so to answer the question, nobody was better oh. at seeing the ice than the up dog. He would have talked to four chicks before we got our first fucking crowd of ginger or whatever we're drinking. But then as we moved on, dancing. Everybody. Dancing. Good point. You're okay with me saying that, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the stories. He doesn't remember them. But who's next? What do we got, Maxie? I'm going to go ahead and, and take a stab at reading another one here. Um, this is the, the long one here from Mike McKinnon. Called in a few months ago. Stoked about stoked the fire. Re-MMJ. What a show. I gave the shout out to Labiel from back in the day. Beauty story about him and I in the Central League, both scratched for a game in Albuquerque, and he drags me to the shithole casino across from the rink. I'm making 400 bucks a week, rookie out of college, just looking to have some fun and play some hockey. And he starts betting $1,000 a hand, and I didn't know his story, and I'm like, what the fuck? Mexican pit boss started spinning in circles. I thought we were going to get whacked. Cody took them for a couple dimes, and we got out of there unscathed. Need your advice and counsel. I'm planning Bonnaroo this year, like you. Uh, like you, first two nights, uh, last day outside the Foos is Foos is poop and fuck that. Trying to get out there, get out of there, post that show. Too old to wait in traffic like that now. My scenario, like you ups, is I try and have the um, <clears throat> is I have to try and pull this one off with my newborn. She will be six months, an old lady in tow. She's way cooler than me, anyways, and she's a rocket, so I need to bring her. Plus, it's her fortieth. Need advice on how to National League this weekend. Money isn't a concern. Help, Kinner. Guy wants to do Bonnaroo. So Kinner wants to bring his wife and kid to Bonnaroo. The kid's not coming, no, right? No, 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 no. Wow. Oh, fuck. Plus, it's her 40th. Uh, so I need to bring her. Okay. So he's bringing her to the room. Okay, so Bucket with the balls. newborn six months old, you're going to be able to, you know, listen, I, I'm dealing with this right now. You, you get a nanny covers all that right night nurse get your parents in town help out get the bottles already give them the schedule and you're fucking home free to go take your rocket wife to bonnaroo so you leave the kid with the with the grandma yes, and don't bring the kid you can't bring the fucking kid to you're bonnaroo. not bringing the kid to six month old to bonnaroo that would actually be all time i mean i brought izzy to coachella but it's not bonnaroo <laughs> no, yeah it's not bonnaroo 
Um, so listen, yeah, National League, if it's just you and her, you, you get a fucking hotel room, you're going to have to pay, you know, thousand bucks a night. Yeah. Um, yeah, we might have to help this guy out with tickets. I'm going to tell him, I, I'm, I'm writing on my note here, a golf cart. If yeah, you but can, you can't just it, get the golf. Well, cart you got to find a way to get some kind of transportation yeah, yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. It, so, so I guess the the the, the fucking thing Kenner's looking Kenner. for is us to hook him up with. <laughs> yeah, Kenner, listen, buddy, we, we appreciate the call, but you're the way down the depth chart. We're we're gonna yeah. get our own golf cart before we get you one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that, fella, because the big guy ain't coming in out there. We need to stay on site. We and you, we need to stay on site in an RV. With yeah, air it reminds me. We need. I should make this call today. Uh, the guy, you know, there our boy is Dan Berkowitz. Zero fucking chance you make the call. Today. I'll make the call today. You no, I, I talked to him last two weeks ago, uh, hey. and I need I need a list of guys. How many? One. Yeah. <laughs> One. Lupul. Me, me, you, Lupul. I don't know. I mean, you got more yeah. friends than me, but that, me, I think you, we Lupel, get two PJ. buses and we fill it up. I think we order the two buses, and we and we, then we start filling it up. Yeah, I mean, huh? I, I don't know have that many friends, so I don't. I I, I just as long as you, Lupul, PJ. Mackel, and the factor's not going to Stanley Cup. That would be my that guy that guy, that bus is yeah. I'll yeah, set yeah. up for that bus. But I mean, you got no no no. You got totally. a whole different I think, crew. I think, yeah, but I just think um, yeah, we're talking Bonnaroo now. <laughs> yeah, well, I would yeah, yeah, and I would just say Kinner passes right. You got to get the yeah. right passes. You got to go where you can get so, air conditioning. So what we used to do, and why we have these epic stories, it was this. It was a uh, program called Roll Like a Rockstar, and it was exactly that. Yeah, we would pay forty fucking thousand dollars. We would get a boat. We would get a bus, a bus, forty grand. We get a bus. They'd pick us up from the airport, drive us in. Yeah, there would be food, showers, carousel of twenty four seven bar, air conditioning, twenty four seven. Yeah, bar, three food, three meals a day, and then it would be access to every stage with private viewing areas. Fucking, and basically we get to do whatever we want. We yeah. could get as banged up as we want, and they would. We would know where to meet everyone. So we were never lost and we could go watch every show that we wanted to see. The most epic thing of everything you just said there is and we a, would get eight passes. It's a golf camp. cart. We would jump on the golf cart in our roll like a rock star campsite, jump on the golf cart. They drive us right to the fucking stage, walk in ice cold beer and water right there. Yeah. Yeah. I would throw up to the people. I got in trouble. You can't throw him like this guy. Look at this guy's going. This guy's going down. You have water, bro. And the guy's eyes are this big. He's like, I'm like, this guy. He's gonna go down. And give him water. Then I would just spray him with water. Yeah. But we'd have ice cold beer there. That was, yeah. and we'd watch it right from the sound check. Yeah. Remember how sick that was? Can we not do that anymore? Um, we, they are a private viewing. Yeah. The roll like a rock star program isn't there, but we can organize the bus. We can get a price tag to it all. With I need to know how many people. Um, wow. and then just like, I think we go in Thursday night and we do Friday, Saturday, leave Sunday. We go in Thursday. We play golf in Nashville Thursday. Troubadour. Stay at the fucking soul house Thursday night in Nashville. Get out to the farm Friday afternoon. And then I'll talk to you Sunday. <laughs> I'll, talk, I'll talk to you Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'll be on a different planet. <laughs> I, I would like to do it just cause my morning jacket's there, but Keener, we kind of got off topic here, up dog, but that's okay. Passes, golf cart somehow, transportation, because yeah. the rule if you don't do it right, it's the it's the survival of the fittest. Your your girl on her fortieth will be choked at you. We don't need you in the doghouse on her fortieth, and she's yeah, a blister. Yeah. No, but I mean, he could. You, there's a possibility he could pull this off with his old lady and have a have a best time and not have to do it like roll like a rock star, but still get like yeah. 
VIPs. But it's, and- it's fuck. If she's used to like life in a, I don't know where this guy lives, downtown <laughs> Toronto, or if she's not used to slumming Bonnaroo yeah. style, like it could be, it's like fucking Burning Man, where yeah. it could be monsoon rains, it could be mud, it could be stench right it's like Bonnaroo. It's there's fucking, some stench yeah i would also say the golf cart is like i'm being a little bit nationally here the golf carts maybe out of uh but parking pass and another advice to keener is a car lined up all weekend you have yeah. your suv yeah if you're staying your, at a hotel if you're staying at a hotel that way picks your girl up the air conditions humming she gets in there's a water whatever mint right and then you yeah. take her to the hotel have a rinse and yeah do, yeah. do your thing so all right, uh, great question though great question uh maxi what else we got Hey guys, this is Jesse from uh, Philly. Had a question for both of you fellas. Uh, Uppy wanted to know uh, what your favorite spot in Philly was to go out, whether it be eating or uh, having a good time, throwing some bottles back. And uh, Obes wanted to know what your favorite city was, where it was you frequent. Love you guys, Pod. Hopefully, Obi, we can get you on center ice. I was just talking to you on Twitter. Uh, yeah, Uppy, God, we have one, another one. I'm hosting at Flyers Alley. Uh, I would like to get you on there too as well, but uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. You guys are awesome. I used to like this Mexican restaurant called Elvez. It was always pumping. It's on Samson Street. Great street. Samson. And now I guess Samson, I way off. Um, <laughs> In this place, the, the street actually is, I guess, from from our, what Flowers tells us when he goes back to Philly, the street's been totally like revamped and changed. And it's badass. And then in Rittenhouse Square, Rouge, fucking grab a, just a glass of wine, a beer. You're sitting on the park, talent walking around in springtime. What's the talent? There. What's the talent? Yeah, yeah. No, when the sun came out. <laughs> Not in the, the middle sun. of winter. No, I know. Um, those two spots were great. We used to go to a place called um, <clears throat> uh, the bar. We used to go to was fucking uh, Christ. I can't ah, that's a long time ago. No, I do though. G Lounge. G Lounge. It was it was a proper little club for Philly. It was good downstairs in a bank. Downtown Philly, of course. Downtown Philly. Downstairs in a bank. We did our we did New Year's there. We it, they used to have like shadow boxes for where the girls would dance like dance. So you'd see like just these like halos of you know yeah nice bodies um nice touch. dj booth was right beside that we'd have our same table all the time um how, we, had, we had a nice mix how there. long would it take you to get to the practice rink 25 minutes 30 minutes how was that drive pretty <laughs> shitty <laughs> i'm just trying to think like boring how many hung over like would you drive with loops yeah would you always go drive? grab coffee breakfast sandwich jump in either his car or my car and go just you and loops or carts no or? it's usually just be me and loops yeah so and that, then carts and richie would drive together hartnell would probably drive by himself so that many guys live downtown yeah it was me coburn richie carter hartnell um jimmy dowd downtown jimmy dowd he's just he used to stay in the back room with the up dog so that, that, <laughs> that was the same as me driving the rink with penner and paris in Anaheim. yeah 25 yeah, minutes same thing we were just using our practice drink was good. Was good though. Like you had to drive to Anaheim Ice. How many? How, I guess how many? Like what? If you had to guess, like how many times you had to speed to practice? How many times? Lots. We, we were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah lots. Yeah, we yeah. were speeding every day. 
like I to the point where it's like slow Lupo, down. Lupo ran out of gas on the fucking <laughs> on the Ben Franklin Bridge one time, and then our coach fucking God rest his soul, Jack uh, um, Jack McElhardy. Jack McElhardy drove by us and was, we're at the jerry can. We're fucking, I'm like, loops, you dumb fuck. We're in the middle of the bridge. Now we got to, we walk to get gas. And then we come back, we're filling this thing up and fucking Jack McElhardy pulls over and honks at us. He's like, look at you two fucking idiots. And I'm like, oh God. This, that does not surprise me. Yeah. So. Die. Loops is notorious to run out of gas. Run out of gas. It's crazy. <clears throat> we ran out of gas going, we were going to San Diego to take the train or something. We're coming back from workout. We ran out of gas. Yeah. You have enough gas. I've never ran out of gas in my life in a car. I never, never. Remember when you followed me home from golf? (laughs) I I was hustling back. I came all the way back from LA. So I was up in LA seeing this girl I was dating at the time. And I was hustling to Shady to play with you. And I didn't have enough time to get gas. Remember at Shady, I'm like, up, you got to follow me to the PCH where you go right and I go left. Follow me to there. You're like, okay, I was like, got you. So you followed me to there. I went left. You honked and went right. I got to where I couldn't go in the gas station because of the fucking median. So I kept going. Oh, and yeah. as I got to go to the left-hand lane of the PCH, she went. Done. So now I yell to these guys over there on the side of the road. Give me a a push. Light. I go, fellas, I'll give you 20 bucks each to give me a push. And they pushed me through the PCH. And then I think you came back I, yeah, and I helped did. me out. But that was the only time I ran out again. But I knew I was going to. I was like, fucking... Shady Canyon so far. Yes. Anyways, up dog, curfew calls. Maxi Binger, thank you. Keep them coming. I love it, Uppy. Yeah, this I is love great. it. What a laugh. Um, hope the fans like it. Hope you guys like it. We enjoy it. Keep it brain. Don't take anything we say too too serious either, eh? Yeah, that's just fucking good old chatter banter. Yeah, that's a bitter banter. Curfew calls. Bella. Bella.